This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And now, the show that very few asked for, but that many will grow to appreciate someday. It's your behind-the-scenes access to The Greg Hill Show. It's The Greg Hill Post Show. Show with Jackson Burns. Ooh. All right. Hello, fr- fellow producer Shime. How are you, my friend? I'm good, Jackson. What's going on, bud? It is the post-show show <laughs> with Jackson and now Shime. So, Shime, um, I have a lot of questions for you. Oh, okay. Shoot. It's. I mean, it's not going to take that long. Don't worry. But I do have a. Uh, I, I I did some re- I did some uh, notes. You know. Oh wow, jeez, you really came prepared. Well, you're a fellow producer, so I must uh, you know show you the respect that you deserve. I appreciate that. So, Shime, um, what happened on today's show? I can't even remember. <laughs> oh, today's show we. Uh... It was a ba- it was a Mac and Zappy argument uh, resurrected. Yep. I know that. Yeah, a lot of a lot of Mac arguments going on. Is Mac the guy? Is Mac broken? It was kind of one of the bigger topics, um, especially because I had brought up in my lead. Andy Hart had mentioned it on the station and actually on the Six Rings podcast uh, yesterday. And so it was a topic I felt was important to bring up. And on top of that, I think it's more so even more than Mac Jones. It's the offense. So um, we had a lengthy discussion about that. And Greg is left alone on Mac Jones Island. <laughs> Greg is uh, very lonely on Mac Jones. Well, he's got four years still, supposedly. That's true. Him and the good old Hillier. We, yeah, Hillier. We don't know if that's actually true, though, because, well, I guess he is. I guess he does say it on the show, right? Four he, he does support I Mac. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, those two guys, they can, they can, uh, you know, hang out on the island by themselves. I, I, I'm not a fan of Mac. I, I, I think I'm on your island with the Mac Thank Jones you. thing. Thank you, Jackson. I appreciate your support. Of course, <laughs> us, us uh, producers going to support each other. Now, uh, sp- speaking of supporting each other, um, how do you set up your laptop so your mic does not block v- your view? Because so I'm sitting. A- I'm going to tell you, I'm sitting in a very awkward position right now on my couch. <laughs> so that's the thing. I don't have a laptop. I actually have a desktop computer. Ah. Uh, so my camera is situated in a higher position. I'm, my camera comes down because yours is a laptop. Your camera is coming up and just naturally sees your microphone. Yes. Mine uh, is is well positioned. Well, that microphone is, is very far away from your face, but I can hear you very clearly. 
Yeah, it's an excellent microphone. It's one of the Blue Yeti microphones. Oh. They, uh, they do a great job. You know? Oh, very nice. Splurged a little bit on it. Got it as a Christmas gift. It was great. Nice. Yeah, I got my uh, my my mixing board as a Christmas gift. That that's the, that's the key when your radio is. You you ask your you know whenever you have a birthday or Christmas, you you ask your uh, your lady or your friends for uh, radio stuff. <laughs> always, always. Yes. So, um, uh, tell me about your career path, because I, I, I see you every day. I know you, but I don't know of you. I don't know your history. I don't know how you became to be where you are. Yeah. So I, um, I, I was just kind of working my way through life, uh, for a few years. I worked at a warehouse for a while. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, and then I decided to go to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Yes, um, me too. Yay! And while I was at CSB, I got an internship at WEEI thanks to Ben Kitchen, who at the time was the uh, executive producer of the Dale Keefe and Holly program. Um, oh my, that is a, a, pro- a program that is in, in the annals of history. <laughs> yeah, so that's got to be what five or six years ago now. Um, and so I, I got my internship, and then. Right after my internship, they I got hired uh, and I started working overnights and I was doing overnights, uh, getting stuff ready for uh, at the time it was Kirk and Callahan. And uh, yeah, and so then I have grinded my way up through WEI over the last six years or so uh, until I became the uh, morning show executive producer um, just earlier this year. So were you, uh, what were you doing for Gresham Keefe? Uh, so I was the associate producer there. So I was in the the uh, where Curtis sits. Normally. Yeah, you were in the Curtis uh, chair there. Yep, and I was there. I, I, I had when they had moved to middays, and it became just and it was just Dale and Keith. Um, I was there a ton still, uh, and then I became a permanent fixture there. Um, and eventually, uh, it became Gresham Keith, and I was doing the same thing. I was the producer. I was the guy answering phones, um, helping getting stuff ready for the shows every day. And uh, yeah, that was kind of uh, my duties there. A little bit different than what I do now, whereas I'm running the board and everything like that. Yeah. How? So um, Greg always says that you're his guy and that he kind of recruited you. Is that how did that whole thing happen? Like, was it was it the uh, Ken getting promoted that that, uh, you know, started it all off? Yeah, I would say so. Um you know, Ken was you know the executive producer at the station for a long time. Him and Curtis are or were, and uh, and so you know, I, I never thought that that an opportunity would open up there. And then Ken got his promotion up uh, to being management, and that position ended up opening up. And uh, I think you know, I kind of clicked with Greg and everyone else in the show. I had worked with Wiggy a lot because he used to be on Dale and Keith three days a week. Um, uh, before he was on the morning show. So I had worked with Wiggy a ton prior to that. So him and I had had a good relationship. Uh, Curtis and I had always had a, a good, pretty good relationship overall. Um, so that was a good connection there. I didn't know Courtney all that much, um, but her and I get, get along great. Uh, and Greg and I kind of just click. We, we like a lot of the same things. Some people have even considered me uh, a bit of a mini Greg. Uh, still. So him and I get along great and we've kind of just uh, gone from there. So uh, was now back then was Ken just like kind of another producer? Was he like a John Anderson or a you know a, a Ryan kind of guy just like hanging around the station? Or did you know he was made for you know bigger and better things, so to speak? <laughs> well, no, I mean Ken was always really good at his job. I mean he had been a morning the morning show producer since before I was there, um, and so um, you know I, I, Ken was always ready. He was always working his way up the corporate ladder and. 
found the right opportunity and good for him. It was, it's awesome. And, uh, and now, now he's corporate Ken. He is corporate Ken. And, and he's, and I mean, I gotta tell you, I've had a lot of bosses. He's a, he's a really good boss. You know, he, yeah, he listens and, 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 uh, reacts, you know? Yeah. In my short time at EEI, we've had a few different bosses and Ken is right at the top of the list. I mean, he is, he, he understands the, uh, uh, trials and tribulations of being a producer exactly um, yep because he's, he he's been there obviously yeah exactly he's done it all already and so he wants to work with you he wants to um you know make sure everything is uh a-okay and good to go and that you know you're in the best situation while at the same time the the shows are doing as good as they can and and so uh he wants to just kind of make everyone better and so that's that's uh that leads me to a little bit of um you know, it's not fun really for us, but fun behind the scenes info. Um, so on Monday, um, we have Boomer Sison on. And as yes. you know, you re- record that p- before the show around 520-ish. Yep. And so he doesn't, I, I don't know if they, if Greg and Ken had a conversation or if it was just Ken's like executive uh, um, move. But Ken is coming in to produce the show on Monday because he does not. What he told me was he, I have to get in Greg's good graces gradually, instead of, <laughs> and he doesn't. If if I super fuck up, you know, uh, the boomer science and thing at five twenty in the morning, that's a bad tone for the whole day, and that's that's a bad tone for my future with the show. So I, it's, it seemed like a punishment at first that he was doing it. Uh, but after talking to him, it seems like he's actually tried to protect me and tried to propel me and, and uh, you know, <laughs> save me from myself, so, so to speak. Yeah, you know, um, it's there's there's a lot that goes with producing the morning show. Um, you know, now now that I have uh, taken over the duties, uh, I see what Ken did every single day. And, you know, it's it's really impressive and and. And it's definitely not an easy, uh, easy task. So there's a lot of things going on there. Um, but you know, I felt like I've, you know, so far done a pretty good job and stepped into it. And, um, and it just, it takes, all, it just takes a lot of time. Like I, I mean, again, I've been, I've been working at that station. Now I, I was with Gresham, Dale and Keefe and Gresham Keefe. And I was, I even did Red Sox for a while as well. So, uh, I know a lot of the inner workings there. So for me, um, a lot of this stuff was, you know, a natural kind of just move from time slots, really. And that's what kind of what made it easy for me. When do you feel like you gained Greg's trust? Was there like a moment in time or a day or a certain situation or, or did it just kind of oh. come naturally? Um, I think it kind of came just kind of naturally. Uh, like I said, him and I have uh, very similar tastes. Uh, and so... You know, he found out that I think one of the first times Greg actually knew my name was when he found out that I really loved OAR. Uh, and he actually was having OAR uh, at the for a Greg Hill Foundation concert. And so he invited me over and it was and I got to talk to him at the event and stuff like that. And so that that was kind of like the first time Greg and I really um kind of talked about or talked in general you know and, and communicated and stuff so um it was yeah he's uh, not so much of probably, a pro- i would say i would say that was probably when uh him and i got kind of got on the same page more yeah i would think being out and like a any uh and a social event would probably you know make things a little bit less business like his very greg is very business like you know he, he doesn't he doesn't much talk off the air about personal stuff or you know, it's it's all the show, which is awesome. You know, it's respectable and it's 
you can see why he's been a badass for 35 years. Yeah, I mean, Greg's done an awesome job. I mean, he has put together quite quite the uh, little empire over here, and it's uh, it's been really cool. So uh, I've been very fortunate um, to to land uh, on Gre- uh, in Greg's good graces, if you will, uh, <laughs> yeah. and and have the opportunity to work with him and 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 everybody else on the morning show. It's been awesome. Yeah, because it's it's scary when you when you mess up. Uh, that those eyes, <laughs> he, he's got a, he's got a very uh, uh, I would I would call it a uh, a patented stare when he's very <laughs> angry at you. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's you know it is what it is. I uh, I I'm one of those people that don't really let things kind of bother me. So if I screw up, which I've I've screwed up multiple times on the show, people have uh, people have heard it <laughs> right away. And people and, are very uh, uh very eager to 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 let you know that. To point it out. Oh yeah, and uh and that's fine. I uh I don't mind. I screw up all the time. I don't care. Um and but like I also just I don't let it bother me. I just kind of keep moving and I'm like, "You know what? Short-term memory loss, man. It is what it is. You mess up, you get right back. You you find you find a good opportunity for a drop or you make a good rejoin or a good open and then boom, you're right back in and you're good to go." And and uh, and and I'll you know, I'll be the first to say that Greg is very quick to forgive too. You know, he'll he'll yell at you and you know for 30 seconds and then 30 seconds later he's like oh, yeah, you know shit happens you know we, well yeah exactly and i i don't i don't necessarily even think that it's you know like he only gets upset because he just wants to put out a good product exactly like, that's the thing is it's yep is it's all about the product and he just he wants it to be really good right so he it, it matters to him and i think that's really important i, I think that that's uh a, a really uh, a good thing to have when you're in this business is that you just you want everything to be perfect and you want everything to be good. And you've heard we've heard Curtis talk about it all the time. And the old show would have like, you know, ripped into you. Greg gets frustrated when things aren't perfect, which I understand because I want things to go really, really well, too. And uh, and so when they don't, I get frustrated at myself. And so that's why it, one of the, it's one of the reasons it's easier for me sometimes is because like. If I screw up, I'm more mad at myself than Greg's going to be mad at me. Yes, and so yeah, then five exactly. minutes later, when I'm over it, I know he's he's over it or whoever's over it, and we're good to go. And he he pretty much forgets about it. You know, he moves on to the next thing, and, and that's what working. I've worked in morning radio for a long time. Like I worked with Carlson and McKenzie for a long time, and um, I always thought it was fascinating that like after a great um break or like you know a funny bit where everybody's laughing and everybody's like you know all gung-ho and stuff, when the mics turn off, nobody says, like, oh, that was fucking awesome, that, that was fun, like, everybody just, like, moves on to the next thing, and it's, it's like a professional, uh, you know, mentality that I respect, and it comes with experience, because after every good break or every bad break, I'm always wanting to talk about it, you know, I, I, I always want to either figure out what went right or what went wrong, but these guys, they just move on and say, you know, show goes on, let's do something fucking great next time. <laughs> Yeah, the, the key is is to always be looking. It's, you know, we, we talk about Tom Brady all the time. It's his big thing was, I want the next ring. Uh, in this business, a lot of the time it's, okay, let's move on to the next segment. Like, let's go. Like, that's, and that's kind of uh, the mentality you have to have because, cool, that segment was great, but if you don't have a good segment, the next one, people are going to stop listening. Yeah, you're only as good as your last show is what my first boss told me. Exactly. Yep. And uh, but it's great when he comes in to talk to you guys and talk to Kurt and get you know get Curtis's angles because, and people may not know this or a lot of people probably do but Curtis is a really he 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 uh he's a good like I said yesterday he's a good point guard he he uh, he really aims the show in the direction that it goes sometimes because Greg leans on him for you know sports takes and stuff because 
you know, he wasn't a sports radio host for a long time, you know, you know, the first 30 years of of his career. And um, and, and those, those AF transplants don't necessarily know how long Curtis has been doing this. Like Curtis talks about it all the time. Like he has been in this business. God, he's been in this business since I was a kid. Like he's been here a long, long time and he's been doing a lot. He's been with a lot of different hosts um, and he's been on the morning show in particular for a very, very long time. So, um, you know, he he more than anybody knows what it takes to make good radio in the morning because he's been around. Like we, I, I play the drop every once in a while or all the time now. I, I play the I, I we set the dialogue for the city. Like he he, it's true. Like in a lot of ways, it's very very true because that's exactly what he has been tasked with doing almost every day. Uh, and and so there's very few people that know what it takes to succeed in a sports media market quite like curtis yeah he's he's very he's an expert at it and uh you know what he went through and and how he came back is uh i don't know i i really respect the dude he's a really good guy and really uh fun to work with he's he's a little bit awkward just like all of i mean i think most radio people especially off the air are very awkward and very uh you know just just different (laughs) Oh yeah, you have to be like everybody in this business. It has to be a little kind of quirky, off. Yeah, yeah, quirky is probably the right, nice way to put it. Uh, <laughs> I would say off in some ways, just because like, and I and I think you see that a lot in all different kinds of media,s whether it's television or um, uh, you know, radio or whatever. I just think in order to kind of think outside the box and be this way, you kind of just have to be off your rocker. Yeah. You have to be a little bit. I I am very much in that category and I recognize that and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a character thing that, you know, a lot of people, you know, people can listen to sports takes from anybody, but if, you know, they want to hear somebody with, you know, some passion and some character behind it. And Curtis has definitely got that. Well, I think we all have that a little bit in in some (laughs) veins. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, you have to, if you want to have any, longevity in this business i think you kind of have to all right so two more things um okay besides the hours what's the hardest thing about the job because obviously the first thing is waking up at four in the morning man um so i think sometimes people don't realize how um how much of a like an a 24-hour kind of job it really is yes like absolutely you have to constantly be paying attention you constantly have to be preparing for the next day the next show shows weeks in advance you have there's constant thinking ahead um i'm current i'm constantly on my phone because i'm on social media i'm trying to you know maintain a presence there keep up to date and so you know my girlfriend always tells me all the time will tell me all right like can you put your phone down for five minutes yeah it's tough uh, to put and, it's tough to, uh, to, to leave the, the the office so to speak even if you're not yeah at the exactly office. and so and, and so i i would say that's probably the hardest part is is the fact that you like our job we can't really leave work at work, you know, like a lot of office jobs, like when you clock out at five o'clock in the evening, you could just leave it in the office. You don't have to worry about yep. it when you st- when you go home at all. Uh, but with us, it's in, a lot of the times you do. Yeah, it's a 24 hour job for sure. All right. Well, yeah. uh, I've taken up uh, way too much of your time already. And this <laughs> podcast is way too long already. So we'll end it there. But thank you for coming on, man. And uh, I will see you tomorrow in uh, good producing. <laughs> My pleasure, Jackson. I'll be on again soon. Don't you worry. All right. Cool. Yeah, I need that because uh, I have to get somebody on every day per uh, boss man Laird. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it strict. I like it. Yes. All right, bro. Thanks. See ya.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 